Ooh. <laughs> no. Pieces are still a little dirty, but better than it was earlier. Been smoking the fuck out of this bubbler, made it super gnarly over the last fucking week. <coughs> so dirty this morning, I mean, I fucking cleaned it, but there's still like some shit in there because I only had so much alcohol, <coughs> and I had to clean multiple bongs. Whew, okay. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of the podcast. If you guys have never sat in on one of these podcasts, essentially what this is is an hour rant. Uh, my name is Evan. We talk about glass glass blowing, we show function, we smoke, but we also talk a little bit about life, small business ownership, a little bit of everything. Um, if you're interested in getting any glass or want to be part of everything we're doing here at Bear Mountain Studios, make sure you sign up for our newsletter on bmsglass.com. That's the best way to stay up to date. And honestly, guys, for the next like probably month or so, or at least till things get a little bit less crazy and I'm sleeping a little more, these are about to be glasses down podcast for at least like another month just because I am so tired and... Um, I just hate the way my fucking eyes look right now. I swear I'm like rapidly aging. Like the last night, I like before I went to bed, I like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what's happening to my eyes, my face? They just all look so like wrinkly and puffy and old. But that's okay, it builds character. And it looks cool, right? At least that's what I'm gonna tell myself. But today we're smoking on some Delato. I still have a little bit more of that. We were smoking that last episode. We got some 710 labs on the table. So we're gonna be taking some dabs on a 10 millimeter mini double diffuse today. We're gonna be smoking the flower tube, the bubbler, and kind of just hanging out for the next hour or so. Um, we do have a really big Sunday sale coming up. It's not, we haven't announced the date yet, but it's gonna be before the end of August. It's gonna be a big one with not just um, RBRs, but like some flower stuff too, like bubblers, honey jar recyclers, um, possibly a couple of recycling flower tubes if I can get my new lathe up and running. Oh yeah, I got a new lathe, let's talk about that. So we made our biggest investment we've ever made on one single piece of equipment the other day. We bought a uh, 1982 Litton lathe and I know you guys are probably like, 1982, why so old? And it's like, man, I'll tell you what, the thing, the way lathes were built back in the day, it just such quality machinery and heavy duty, they last forever. Um, you could get a brand new Litton today, like the one I have, but you would spend an insane amount of money anywhere up to probably about $100,000, maybe a little bit more to get the lathe I have sitting here that I bought. It's not either of these ones behind me, it's a lot bigger than that. That's why the podcast table is moved. It might look a little different the view today because we had to put the new big old lathe where the podcast table was and make room for adjustments at Baron Mountain Studios. So we're going to probably play with the angles and the lighting over the next couple episodes to find our new little space here in the studio where we do our podcast each week. But for now, this is where we are because the new lathe moved in. And uh, yeah, yeah, big investment. We spent like about 25k on it. And um, hopefully the lathe will be up and running like... I don't know, man. Hopefully, hopefully, I know like right now the lathe actually isn't working because when the guy delivered it, unfortunately, when he was moving it into the driveway, something happened with the forklift and I watched my $25,000 lathe, lathe slide off the lift and then get all bent and shit. So it's about $5,000 worth of damage that were done to the lathe. Um, but the guy who delivered it is fixing it and he should have the lathe up and running by Friday. 
but then we need to get all the like the new ventilation hood the new torches and just all the lines hooked up there's a bunch of you know things we need to do in order to get the machine like actually set up with torches and stuff so we can actually make stuff on it but i bought this new lathe because i really want to make flower pieces and originally i bought these two vertical lathes like the one behind me here and there's another one on the other station that you typically see in the podcast behind me those lathes i bought those with the intention of making like some flower pieces with those and stuff and uh as i started using them i became more educated and was like oh these lathes are more for like oil rigs and like stuff like that like they don't have the right size or right type of uh they call it a chuck it's the end of the lathe that holds the glass um, they don't have the right chucks on these vertigos to do the bigger like beakers and flower tubes i want to do i needed something a little different so i bought this new 25 it's not new it's from 82 but i still spent 25k on it um lathe so that i had the ability to do more flower pieces and we also have a custom kiln in the works a four foot long kiln which is going to be pretty fucking crazy expensive but it's going to be really really cool to have that size kiln so i could actually make titan rvrs and anneal them and then i could even sell titan rvrs if i wanted to i could drop a few a year for anyone that wants one of those just absolutely like obnoxious big pointless pieces that i make that are just fun for like collections or just having friends over to sesh so like the bigger kiln the bigger lathe is going to give us those opportunities like I said, I'm still with that Delato today through my new bub. Um, the vertical lathes can do the bubblers and stuff like that, but the bigger beakers and stuff like, you know, it just, the way the lathe holds the foot of the beaker when you're finishing the tube, the vertigos just can't do it. Um, so stoked to have this new Litten. I keep calling it new. It's new to me, but it is older than me. <coughs> it's like eight years older than me. I was born in 1990. This fucking lathe is built in 82. And the guy who built the lathe still works for Litton, and we've been actually talking to him, and he's been the one like helping us get like the parts to repair it and do all these things we're doing to it. So it's really cool to actually be able to talk to the guy that built this lathe, um, because this lathe was built at Arizona State University. This was part of their scientific glass blowing program at Arizona State, and uh, they sold off their whole scientific lab. And in a state auction and these lathes were in the state auction and a gentleman bought them and then I saw him post them up for sale on the internet and I was like I know that dude I was like how much for that lathe and uh, the lathe was originally 20k but I got some extras with it I spent more money because I wanted to get this planetary chuck it's like the special chuck that is actually going to be able to you know finish off the beaker style tubes or um, just flared feet on tubes like if I do like more of like a straight tube with a flared foot just a lot of opportunity is opened up with getting this machine once we actually get it running though right now it's not not currently running it was working when i bought it but mistakes happen and i stay shell even the guy that delivered it, he's like dude you're so chill he's like with this whole thing i'm like dude i cannot get myself too worked up i'm like yeah like it sucks this whole situation happened with the lathe getting fucked up during delivery but like i got a three-year-old bro like shit is way more intense with her like like you lose 5k here or like you invest some money here and shit happens like none of that will be as intense as having a little kid um so i think that honestly having a kid has made me more chill and um the sleep deprivation helps with the chillness too because you're just like so tired that you don't even have it in you to like get mad at things you're just like oh okay all right and you just keep fucking rolling oh man this bubbler Love smoking it. It's so easy. It's just like a nice table height. Uh, like 
this table's a bit low at the pot on the podcast here because we have it on some sawhorses, so they're like not like standard table height, but on a regular table that's about like 32 inches tall or so, um, or 36 inches tall, this like sits like perfect height. So this table is just about like four inches shorter than like a st standard table you'd see. But <coughs> I'm super excited to offer these flower pieces, man. The response I've gotten on these is crazy. I'm like. I thought the response for the RBRs was wild over the last few years. The amount of DMs and emails and people reaching out like about us dropping these and having flower pieces is huge. I mean, literally like hundreds and hundreds of people have DM'd me. We've gotten emails to Bear Mountain, people inquiring of like how they're going to be sold, how big they are, this or that. And um, when I have the official finished bubbler, I'll do like that's why you haven't seen me post like a video talking about these yet because it's the prototype. I did that with the flower tubes months ago and then I never dropped them. And it was just like, I was like, why did I even do that? Um, well, now I have the lathe so I can eventually, I can finally start working on these again. But um, with these ones, I'll post the finished one up on my main feed here in probably the next like week or so. And then I'll do like a little video talking about the height and like all that thing function and all those things about this bubbler. But I'm really, really stoked to see how many people reached out. Cause sometimes I get like, a little scared or overwhelmed like oh i'm just making my rbrs right now will people like anything else i make and like first of all i hate how much i say like in these fucking podcasts but what can you fucking do but i'm really stoked to see people that are also excited about different products i'm trying to make or bring to the table like a semi-affordable like bubbler that has my function in it that can be dominantly smoked for flour obviously you can smoke hash through anything um but I'm really, really stoked to uh, to feel like you got like there's people out there that want to support me like with whatever I'm doing and even like new collectors that are people that don't even have an RBR they're like I don't even want an RBR I want one of those bubblers though because I smoke flour I'm like fuck yeah I want collectors that you know like they don't have to follow just like the oil scene or just like the recyclers like oh like I just like smoking like a good bubbler or a good bong like I just like ripping flour bowls like I want to be in those people's collection too because I smoke a lot of flour myself. So like I'm focused on that function as well. And, um, I want people that are, you know, dominantly flour smokers to, uh, try the glass out and let me know what I should change or what they would adjust or this or that. And we can keep playing around with the designs and bringing out more flower pieces. I honestly just wish there was more time and every day and more days of the week. I have so many things I want to pursue with glass and so much shit I want to offer and get into people's hands. And I don't want to just make one and give it to one person. Like I want to make enough of them where people remember it, where people see it and recognize it. I don't, cause if you just make one, two, three or four, like no one will ever remember or recognize it. Like I want to make enough of these things where people fucking remember it and to make enough of anything, you need a lot of time, especially with shit like this. So trying to find those balance in time is um, challenging as any small business owner or parent or really anyone. It doesn't matter what your responsibilities are. It's hard to stay good with your time management and balancing like what's priority and what's not rip my bong here real quick though this is not a recycling flower tube it's just like a triple diffused flower tube with a splash guard um god like seriously i could seriously just sit down and fucking make flower pieces for probably and not make another recycler for probably a decade just because there's so much you can do with these they're with pieces with flower pieces with bongs and bubblers there's so much you can fucking do. And I've been making recyclers for the last eight years. Um, so it's just really fun to switch it up a little bit, you know, a little variety. 
Um, as much as I love making what I make, it's uh, it's almost like refreshing for your brain to do something a little different. That way that you know you're capable of more than just what you normally do. That's the end of that bowl almost. Oh, maybe one more gnarly one in there. Such a different hit than the bubbler. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm coughing into the mic. Oh, fuck. Flower tube is like a fucking... I don't even know, like a washing machine. This thing is because there's so much going on in this main big can right here. It's just like so many bubbles and craziness. And then it stacks right up into this overflow splash guard. Which, this is essentially what the recycling flower tubes will be. But then there will be a relief drain right here. And that drain right there, that relief drain, is literally just to get the water out of the um, splash guard. And also, when you're cleaning the piece, it gives you a wide open path for getting, like, resin out of, like, this chamber um, to get it out through the mouthpiece, like, when you're cleaning a piece. So, the drain with the little funnel and everything will be more of just a water feature that looks cool. Um, practical purpose will be to relieve the splash guard of volume of water so the water doesn't continue to stack. And it will be a path to get large material like chunks of flour and stuff out of the piece when cleaning. So that drain will be important. Another thing we could do is we could put a threaded fitting with like a screw cap that you can clean out this bottom section. But as much as I like that, I think there's some collectors that feel weird about like having like a plastic screw cap on the side of their pipe so we'll do like a fun drain instead that way when you're smoking it it shows like that cool little vortex and then it also has some practical purpose too besides just the fun water feature um hopefully next episode i have the, a, a recycling flower tube but like really i need my new fucking giant lathe to be running to do the recycling flower tubes the way i want to do them and it's just finishing them it's like I can do 95% of the recycling flower tube build on my vertical lathe, but then finishing the piece like it needs to go on the big lathe so that I can hold the foot of the beaker safely and straight. Um, because these chucks on these vertigos just are not designed to hold beakers. And I'm sure there's a way you can do it. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I'm saying I'm not capable of fucking doing it, at least not right yet. I'm learning every day. Um, more rip on this. Been drinking smoothies every day for your health, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm proud of myself with that shit because usually I just starve myself till about noon. And then, I don't know, it's just like, I was doing this weird thing for years. I even talk about it in a recent podcast, but now I'm like on this kick where I'm like trying to give myself nutrients throughout the whole day instead of starve myself to a certain point and then just do a nutrient dump. I'm like, no, let's just consistently eat nutrients and just stay moving. And, um, I feel the same as far as energy wise, but like mental health, I feel better. Like I feel a little less uh, overwhelmed because you're not getting those hung those hangry or like when you're hungry, you're not thinking straight plus sleep deprivation kind of shit. So um, I'm on this kick where I'm doing what a normal human should do. You know, have a smoothie or something for breakfast and you have lunch and you have dinner, drink a lot of water, you know, I'm trying to figure it out because I'm like, I got to counteract all the like the lack of sleep. I need to counteract it with other beneficial things. You know, we got to take probiotics, got to fucking drink a lot of water and uh, eat fruit, blend it up. Oh my God.
I'm not telling you what guys what to do. I'm just literally already so stoned because I worked out so hard this morning. Like, I'm only working with my trainer for like another two months. I still have to tell her that. She's gonna be so bummed when I tell her I'm stopping. But um, I'm still gonna keep working out. But like, I have to like save some money, and I also have like a lot of crazy family shit going on. So like, I have to step back and I can't be on a schedule with a trainer because I might need to go out of town to take care of someone that's passing away or whatever. So got to just take a break from training with a trainer, but I'm still going to work out at the house. But I was, I worked out so hard this morning and like, because my trainer has been pushing me extra hard because I asked her, I was like, we really, I was like, I really want to push myself. Like we need to like go hard. I've been training for nine months. Like I'm way stronger now and stuff, but like I'm ready to start like really pushing myself. And it's cause I'm like in the next 60 days, I can get a lot done. I think if I really push myself with that shit, just because I'm not starting from nothing. Like I've been fucking working out for months really years. I've been working with trainers since 2017. Um, cause 2017, my wife and I like started working out cause we were going to get married in 2018. And then in 2018, we put down our deposit for our wedding in Iceland. And then two weeks after we put the deposit down, we found out my wife was pregnant and then we contacted the company and they couldn't refund us, but they're like, Hey, we can put it off for one year. So then my wife had the baby in 20 um at the end of like august 2018 whatever and then she had to like literally she like gained a bunch of weight from getting pregnant and we already had like our dress and all these things she had to lose 60 pounds in five months and basically we found a trainer in 2018 it's not the one i have now this was a different trainer we found a trainer specifically for moms to burn fat so we had like a very specific trainer and I went with her every day and worked out with them too. And I lost a bunch of weight too. I lost like 35 pounds. Um, but I lose and gain weight so quick. Like my weight will fluctuate like 10 pounds, like in a day. It's fucking insane. I don't know what it is. I got a fucked up body. Something's wrong with it. I'm using this drop down as like my dry ash catcher on this piece. Cause this was a prototype one. So like the mouthpiece and the joint are just like too close together. Um, I can't wait to get the fucking bigger lathe running so I can make an official recycling clear flower tube and show you guys this function, but all clear. I think you guys are gonna be really stoked on it. What are you doing, Lynn? Yeah, that was the end of that bowl. I got back a little more. As soon as it started burning, I was like, oh, that's just fucking ash. Like there's not even weed in there anymore. It tastes like just fucking ash too. Whew. Hope you guys are having a good day though. Shout out to my producer, Aja, always coming down and staying on top of work. Aja has to commute like over an hour to get here one way. So it's a huge, huge deal. And we super appreciate him for helping us out. <coughs> oh, fuck. <coughs> I think I, yep, I already got weed ground up. Hell yeah. This Delato is really good. I need to go get some more flour today, though. I want a little variety. I've been smoking the Delato a lot for like the last fucking week. And I'm like ready. Even though it's good, I'm like ready for something else. Um... That's one thing with glass that like, why I like to make so many variants and different things, but still it's like an RBR or it's still like this or that. I stay within like certain parameters, but like I like to make variants of these designs just cause that variety. I love variety, but I also like consistency. So how do you have variety and consistency at the same time? Well, it's like you almost have to have a baseline product like the RBR and then you can add variety within that product line. That way you have the consistency of that product line, but then you can have some like variety in there that's unique where you can keep switching it up and try a bunch of different things. 
it's really hard building a brand or like building a product or like finding um, people to support your dream or what you're trying to build or what ideas you have. It's super challenging. I've actually been talking about it a lot with my trainer and, um, you know, about influencers or people on the internet you see that like try to motivate or whatever it is. But everyone like talks about like grinding super hard and all the hard things they had to do and all the investment. And they're like, usually when someone's telling you about their story, they're just telling you about every single challenge they faced. So they're almost presenting you like a mountain of shit they had to go through in order to get to where they got. But that mountain of bullshit can sometimes be so intimidating that maybe someone that has a great idea or something like gets too intimidated to try it. And I know some people say, well, then they don't deserve it. You know, survival of the fittest, you know, if you're not willing to take risks then you don't deserve any goal, any like gifts or rewards. Well, like, I don't know if I fully like agree with that. Like nowadays, instead of trying to show people like a mountain of shit I had to go through, I'd, I'm trying to like show more show them like, yeah, of course I worked hard, lots of hard work, but it's not important to break down every specific thing I did to validate why I am where I am. Maybe it's more important to just like show people an open door or a path they can follow. Of course, it's going to be a hard path. It's going to be easy, but you don't have to be intimidated because something's hard or going to take forever or whatever. You can just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like some of these influencers, it's like passive aggressive, like being like, oh, I did this, like, look at all this, how hard this was, this is all so hard for me, and then it's, like, in a passive-aggressive way to make other people maybe scared to try what they've tried, you know, maybe we should try to help motivate people in a way where it's, like, oh, don't be scared to try this, yes, it's going to be hard, yes, you can fail, but that doesn't mean you need to be scared, you don't have to be, you can just, like, go for it with ambition and excitement and be okay with failing, like, we all want to be, like, appreciated and accepted within our own little tribes or groups that's just natural for us humans but like you don't have to be the best or the coolest in order to have the greatest life experience you just need to not be so like in your own head and hung up on things and i'm saying this out loud for myself you know and you guys are hanging out listening um because I have to remind myself every single day because i'm human i got ego i got all these all these things that make me human but are also like can be a crutch or can be something that helps me grow like there's just like a lot of a lot of challenges when you're building a brand or trying to like grow something and like trying to express yourself in a way that's digestible for a, a variety of people not just one type of person you know what i mean i don't know smoke weed every day though right that's it i just smoke a lot of weed I was blowing glass the other night and I was sitting there and I'm like, have I ever blown glass not high? And I was like, whoa, like what would happen if I, what if I blow glass not high and I'm like, can't do it. Like I'm not capable. And then I had an anxiety attack in about 1.30 in the morning. Cause I was like, whoa, what if I can't find weed and that's how I blow glass? Like, I don't know. I was freaking out. That's one thing I realized is I literally work every night to the point where I question why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's how hard I'm working. I work every night, seven days a week to the point where I'm like, what are you doing? This is insane. Why are you awake still? What, what are you trying to get out of this? This is, this is a lot. And then I wake up the next morning just ready to crush and I'm excited again. I don't know, maybe 
I always say ignorance is bliss. Maybe that's my ignorance is that I'm just able to wake up the next day and not dwell on how challenging the previous day was and how I felt at one or two in the morning just four or five hours ago. I can just wake up and be excited again. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's stupidity or insanity. Either way, it's beneficial to me. So I hope it sticks around. That excitement, you know, excited to just get out there and start blowing glass. Like, so excited that I start getting like anxious and irritated if someone's slowing me down because I just want to get in the studio. That's it. Honestly, that's why it's hard to work out with a trainer three days a week because I just want to be out here. I'm like, fuck, I lost like an hour, hour and a half. Like, I'm like fucking anxious, like just to get out there and work. After dinner, I'm so anxious to get out here and work. And then I'm out here all night and I'm like, why am I so obsessed with this shit? What is it? Am I obsessed with glass blowing because it's like my way of escaping like reality for a little bit? So I'm just so in intense and intent on just getting back on my torch and back into my little world where I can dissolve into the flame and just ignore all the challenges I'm dealing with. Maybe that's what I'm addicted to. I'm addicted to the escape more than I'm addicted to the, to the craft. I don't know. Maybe a side effect of escaping all the challenges I'm dealing with is gaining a skill because my escape is through working glass. So maybe the RBR is just a physical manifestation of a side effect of someone that's going through severe anxiety. I'm not sure. Because you could say that about anything. <laughs> but, oh, I haven't even smoked this fresh bowl yet. Look at that. This is barely a glass episode, folks. Promise next week we'll be heavy with glass. This is like more of a, just a real ranty episode, but <coughs> a little bit of something for everybody. Damn, I appreciate all the views and like comments on the last podcast. That one was awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It seems like you really do like the glass talk, so it's a real bummer this is what I'm giving you this week, but what can you do? Um, <laughs> Last week was heavy in the glass talk. This is not. Um, but we're going to keep smoking glass and just talking. So I hope you guys are okay with that. This is not the right bowl for this piece, honestly. Or is this clogged? Yeah, it's got a lot. Of, that, that, okay, Cormac's been smoking this last few days, and I cleaned this this morning, but I did not clean the drop down. There's so much fucking weed packed in this little swing arm. <coughs> I can't even. <coughs> I can't even. <coughs> okay, I thought about. I thought about how restricted it was. That's fine. That's fine. We'll smoke it like this. Oh, fuck. You know, I practice every day. But I don't think I'm good at doing weed. I do it though. And I practice. Mm. I swear to God, these smoothies saved my fucking life. Usually on these podcasts, I am dying because I'm so hungry and so stoned, but having that little bit of fucking smoothie. I barely drank any of it. I just feel better. Wow. That Delato 
is potent. <sighs> you ever just like take a hit of weed and you're just trying to like, or anything, any hash or weed. Oh, you're just trying to, just trying to hang on for a minute, you know? It's strong. I like that weed in Colorado that I get nowadays has similar potency to concentrates. And it's different though. Like we've talked about in many episodes, like the difference, you know, with the types of highs you get from like concentrates as opposed to flour. But man, like if I couldn't get hash, like I could seriously just take a, like a rip of some good flour here in Colorado and get an equally potent stone. And that's like, I feel like a huge accomplishment for the growers and people that own dispensaries and stuff, because that type of quality wasn't as easy to come by in um, dispensaries as it is nowadays. Like you could always find that like local guy that like grew the most fire weed in his garden, but it wasn't always available when it was, you kind of had to stock up. Like it was, it, it just wasn't as available. And like nowadays with how available the quality of the flower is and stuff, it's like, we're getting spoiled. And I think it's just gonna keep getting better. I think people here in Colorado are really starting to like dial in these large like outdoor grows too, which is gonna open up the ability to have like more available flower. Cause really what it is is like growing indoor cannabis is really expensive. Um, it's like a tremendous amount of work. I'm not saying outdoor growing isn't, but just saying indoor specifically, especially if you're growing around a metropolitan area like Denver or Colorado Springs, everything's more expensive in that respect. And then it's just, it's just challenging because every month there's a new law or a new city ordinance. You're always dealing with bullshit and quality control can be really, really challenging because man, it's hard to find like really, I think it is anyways, like really, really capable and knowledgeable employees that have a lot of people know how to grow incredible weed. But when you scale that up to like thousands and thousands of plants, it's a whole different animal. Um, I had an opportunity once where I could have probably been a grower. And I just, as soon as I started looking at everything, I was like, oh, I'm not capable of this. Like I, I could figure it out, but this is, I got to focus on glass. Like I was like, this is like, yeah, I can grow some good weed in my basement, but like this is a whole nother level, like 10,000 square foot warehouse or whatever. Like this shit is like another level. So I'm just saying we got to be appreciative of the good weed and dispensaries right now and understand that growers and people that own these companies, um, yeah, you can be successful, but a lot of the time these are just normal people that own these big ass companies, like really normal, like normal houses, normal cars. It's very expensive, especially if you're taking care of your employees and doing everything. It's just, it's incredibly, it's like astronomically expensive. People don't even realize. But yes, you can make good living owning a hash company or a large marijuana grow. But man, it's challenging. So many people back in the day moved to Colorado when they legalized. Like when it went recreational legal here in 2014, it was like a flood. And I was also in that flood. I was one of the sticks just floating in it. And I showed up here too in 2014. But there was a lot of people from different countries from overseas, like from different states that were coming here and they were just filling their trucks with dirt, going to grow stores, buying a chunk of land. They're like, I'm gonna grow weed and become a millionaire in Colorado and send all the money home. Shit was crazy in 2014. Like you would just be driving down any neighborhood street and see a raid happening, I swear. There'd just be like police getting ready to raid it in their house. It's like, oh yeah, there has to be another illegal grow in there. 
Like, especially, well, at least where I was, I wasn't in Colorado Springs then. I was in Aurora, Colorado. So that could have been like an area that I was in. You know what I mean? I don't know. But specifically where I was driving around in Aurora, Colorado, there was a lot of fucking houses getting raided because there was a lot of people just moving out of, from out of state or out of the country and just growing weed and thinking they're becoming a millionaire from growing some plants in their basement. And the market got flooded with a lot of bad shit. Oh, my God. The amount of fucking concentrates and shatter that was available back then was absurd. And honestly, a lot of it wasn't great. Kudos to the extractors because they were able to at least clean it up and make it like, you know, maybe at least semi-clean to like ingest. At least there wouldn't be a solvent in it. I don't know what the growers were using, though, or if they were just like blasting PM and spider mites or whatever. But 2014 was a wild year. My first year in Colorado... The amount of people growing. It was the year that I invested into a house grow. I had six lights that were mine in there, and then the house got raided. And like I was literally supposed to be there that afternoon dropping off pots and stuff and clones. And it's wild. It's wild. You know, that's one thing about like life is like people are like, oh, grind, work hard. There is some luck involved. God, there's been so many situations like that where it's like, I'm lucky I wasn't there or this didn't happen where it's like, you know, really life altering things where I would definitely wouldn't be where I am right now if that would have gone any other way. <coughs> so I don't know, but yeah, just reminiscing on moving to Denver in 2014, how different it was and how crazy it was with like growing and it's chilled out now. There's definitely still people with tons of houses growing weed doing that, but it's not like, everybody and their brother like literally like back in the day every person you would meet they'd be like oh yeah i just like came here to grow i don't even smoke weed i just came here to grow weed and come rich and then like send the money back home and then dip and everyone's like yeah i could do it in like a year and it's like dude you know nothing about growing like you don't know how long it takes to like get a room dialed in even if you're a skilled grower it still takes a few grows and if you're in a new building or a new house like it takes a few grows you have to figure out the house because you might turn on the whole room be like perfect and all of a sudden it gets really hot in there because you didn't think about all the lights you had set up. Well, now you get all the lights set up, you have an air conditioner, and all of a sudden you have crazy humidity. And you have problems starting from that. And you're like, oh shit, this basement is just a wet basement. We have to find a way, okay, dehumidifier. There's like all these little things that will happen while dialing in a new property. And you'll find issues and you'll have to solve them. And that will affect your overall harvest. And harvests take two to three months. So realistically it's going to take you at least six to nine months to probably find a profit even if you have skills yeah there's dudes that can go into any house walk in and walk out with money right away with crush that are super skilled growers i'm not saying that no one can do it i'm just talking as a general perspective with like growing and trying to do all that shit i'd like to do some shorter videos with some like growing stuff i could talk about because i have some plants in the backyard right now i'm growing we can talk about like train how to train your plant to do things like to make it a certain shape so that it uses its environment and space to the highest performance possible. And when I say training, it's more like topping, branch bending, and you know, picking which branches to top when so that you can have the side branches catch up to the top of your canopy and then work an even canopy. So we, we could do like, cause I, I grew for a decade, so we could talk all about growing, seed popping, uh, pheno hunting, if you guys want, leave leave uh, down in the comments. If you want me to do stuff on growing specifically, I could definitely, we could even do a podcast where we're fucking 
like out in the weed plants, just smoking. And then I can top plants. We can talk about training them. I mean, we could do an episode right in the little garden, um, which might be cool if it's a nice day. I think we could put something like that together. Um, so if you guys want to see some more, some stuff like that about growing, if I can actually start helping more with this channel instead of just like complaining, um, that would be really cool too. So if you guys have ideas or things you want to see, please just leave comments. We can do stuff on growing. We could do glass blowing, kind of like podcasting where I'm like, we can set it up so maybe I'm like, yeah, I could put a torch like on this table or something next to me and do like like little shit or like certain welds and I'd be like smoking and talking and like toss it in the kiln behind me. Like we could, we could switch this up. We could do some cool stuff. So if you guys want to see any any of that or if you're rather just you just like the sash and chill kind of thing, let me know. I'm sure more of like the audio listeners are gonna prefer how it is right now, but visually you guys might want to see some shit like that. I'm not sure. Um, it's so weird now that I do the podcast, I don't post as much shit on Instagram about all these things I'm doing. Cause I just talk about it on here on the podcast and I'm like, Oh man, like there's only like a small group of people like seeing like all the stuff I'm like working on or really trying to do, but maybe it's for the best, you know, maybe like on Instagram, like maybe not being like posting so much about life and what's going on is better for my business. I don't know. We'll see. I think I want to take a dab. Because I smoked a bunch of bowls. I feel like we've got to be more than halfway through. So <coughs> I think it's time to take some dabs on this 10 mil mini double diffused. Man, we got the last, uh, well, by the time this comes out, everything will have been shipped, I believe. Um, but been just like crushing just getting all these pieces shipped for like Sunday sale and stuff. It was like 48 pieces. So with the amount of pelicans and stuff plugging, it takes us a minute. I do want to make the team bigger so that maybe that will speed up some of the shipping and also open up more time for Key Master Glass to be blowing glass and not just be shipping. Um, he blows glass all the time too for us. Like He's here like 48-plus hours a week. But, you know, it would be cool if I could like take some of the shipping off his hands and get him doing something else. But it's always hard trying to like find someone to come – into the family because we work around my house like we're in my garage right now this is where the whole team works and we crush like as soon as we turn these cameras off they'll be walking through the doors getting ready to get to work um so when you're bringing a new person in you got to be like conscious like oh this is my home like my kids are my kids here i can't say i always say kids because i feel like it's gonna it's probably gonna happen um but yeah my kid like you know my wife like my family's here so it's like weird you don't want to bring the wrong person into your house you know what i mean like if they don't work out and then you have to let them go and then they're like really scary and vindictive and you're like, Oh great. Now I have a crazy person that's just going to fucking come fuck my house up. So yeah, you gotta be careful who you invite into onto the team or even people you interview. Like my wife's always like, if you're going to have someone new, you gotta like, interview them at like Starbucks or something. You can't interview them at the house because they're a crazy person. Cause the internet's wild. Some of you out there are crazy. I love you, but you're wild. Get wild. Say wild things. Do wild things. Did I say say wild things or do wild things? I don't even know. I don't even need this, Dad. But I'm stoked because these uh, 10 mil mini doubles in clear just... I haven't even taken a dab through this one, but I think the water level is perfect. Like, I know it's going to shred. And then today I'm working on a little bit more clear stuff. Well, I guess it's, yeah, a little bit more clear stuff. 
and then I get to finally get into colored glass again, which I'm really excited. We have a lot of new colors. This time we'll actually have 10 millimeter fully colored uh, mini honey jar recyclers with our new like faded out colors. We're gonna have a group of those. Like we'll have 14 millimeter double diffused and fully colored in the fades and stuff. It's gonna be a lot of cool pieces. And um, yeah, man, I hope people come support because we're putting a lot, we're taking like basically like a full month in between drops to like really put a lot of extra stuff in this one. And we're like, oh, should we split it up into two drops? And I'm just like, no, like, I don't know. Like I talked to my wife, I was like, should we drop like one group at like um, 11 then drop another group at like one and do like a couple drops throughout the day? And I don't know, I think we're probably all just gonna drop it all at once, but there's some people that work on Sundays and they'll never be able to participate in a Sunday sale. And I'm like trying to figure out if we like should start doing like drops on Sundays and another day to help people that maybe can't be there on Sunday sales because they work every Sunday, I don't know. You guys let me know what you think down in the comments though if you have some ideas and stuff i always appreciate the input i'm learning every day and um i'm just about too tired to have any more ideas so you guys need to help me um <laughs> i'm just kidding but seriously if you have ideas with drops and stuff that we can make it more available to more people but i guess that defeats the purpose too because everyone that's been trying for six months is like dude fuck it we don't need any more people trying to get the pieces like stop trying to like just leave it, you know, whatever, but still trying to find a way where we can find a balance where we're doing our best to keep it fair and offer glass in a way where everybody gets a chance, you know, too hot. That's what it says. Let's open up this. I haven't taken a dab since last podcast. I just been smoking flour. So it's, it's pretty scary. So funny, I used to just smoke like grams in a day. Oh, this is beautiful hash. Been keeping it in the fridge. Keeping it super good and being like really respectful of the terps. I'm saying that, I make sure I don't put a dirty dabber in there, you know. This, um, what is this? This is the Percy sauce, the Bootylicious. Number one, Sour Tangy. I don't know. There's a lot of names, a lot of words. I flip my glasses up again. Here's just gonna go back down. It's cause this fucking it's a little a little darker over here than the other uh, spot we had the table set up. So I'm getting used to the lighting as well. Alright. Yeah, I know, it's six hundred degrees. I wanted a little cooler than that. I'm not trying trying to take any hot dabs. Every episode, the first dab I take is fucked. I'm not doing that today. I'm in no rush. We're chilling. Stretching. And five seventy. Okay. Fuck, I'm so tired. Crazy. Oh my god, it still looks too hot. I'm not happy. No, I'm already not happy with how it looks. Oh, no. <laughs> no.
What happened, Dabrite? What happened? Where were you? That was definitely a 570. What was that? <laughs> what the fuck, Dabrite? Who are you? Wow, that was great. It's great. Didn't taste turps. It was good hash. Uh, I'm just trying not to cough really hard. That's why I'm making these strange noises. What is this? Oh, fuck. <coughs> I have to edit. This whole cough attack. I don't even know. We'll leave it in there, but I just want to say that so that in my head, you guys are like, oh, at least I can't even make sense right now. What just happened? That was messed up. That was hot. I could tell by the color. Still, a lot of people will be like, bro, it wasn't that hot. But can you just let me complain? Because I do it very little in life. This podcast is actually the only place I really talk like this if I was like this with my wife she's like why are you complaining I'm like I'm not just expressing myself (sighs) damn sweats my eyes are sweating oh my god my eyes are sweating is that what happened to you guys take a dab and your eyes start sweating can't see my eyes right now because I got my glasses down (sighs) you ever look at the sun and then sneeze what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Maybe it's like some like weird reaction with your eyes to like your that little sensor in the top of your nose that basically absorbs particles of whatever's in the air and then it translates to your brain that that's what you're smelling. So when you smell poop, there's actually little particles of poop going up in your nose and landing on this little sensor. And absorbing into it. It's gross. What cleans that sensor? What disinfects that sensor right there? Is that your third eye? Just absorbing poop all day? If you're a parent, that thing's basically a shit sponge. When do they start? When do kids start just doing it themselves, you know? I mean, I think it's like really you got to wipe their ass at about five. Like they'll do it, but you have to make sure they did it right so they don't get infection or dirty. Or you got to make sure they actually did it right. So a little kid will be like, I did it. And then you're like walk in there and it's fucking the whole room is exploded everywhere. You're like, okay, you did what? So, wow. I'm starting to catch my breath after my dab. I feel great. Still feel great. Smoothie's killing it. Uh, but for a minute there, I wasn't ready for the volume of smoke and I didn't even finish it. Uh, I'm getting worse at smoking hash, but that's just because I'm on a tiny little kind of like hash break. Still taking like a couple dabs a week, but not trying to complain about it. But I'm not taking a, like a break from it because like anything like more than I'm just so tired and so stressed that it's not helping me right now. Um, a couple dabs like this is fun. But like I used to smoke like probably like at least 10 dabs a day and film a bunch of them too. And that wasn't helping. I was having a lot of anxiety stuff going on because I'm just so sleepy and I'm growing up. So I got stressful things going on. Um, But 
The flower has been just a blessing lately. It feels great. I feel focused. I feel positive, And I feel a little less back pain. So, you know, you got to use the plant as needed. And you have to use whatever part of the plant you need when it works the best. Sometimes it's going to be flowers. Sometimes it's going to be hash. Sometimes it'll be edibles. There's some people that now just kind of eat edibles. And that's how they use it. So that's why it's a magical thing, you know. The little little cannabis plant. It's a magical little creature. It's crazy what it can do. Where are we fucking at, Aja? 45? Damn, we're killing it, dude. I don't even know what happened. That dab kind of fucking rocked me, though, I'll be honest with you guys. I wish my flower bulb was clean. It would be cool to take a dab through that, just to see it maybe stack with, like, the nail or whatever. But, man, that fucking 710 Labs is potent. That is good hash. Seriously. So good. Shout out to my dude Mark for hooking it up. Fuck, man. Okay. These mini doubles, though, I just swear they just keep getting more and more dialed in, though. This is one of the newest ones I've done. Now we've taken a dab through it. Oh, I got an idea. I think this is something we're actually really going to do, and I think it's going to be huge. Um... So I'll talk about it here on the podcast so someone else can do it first. But (coughs) I think me and Aja need to just basically, like, I need to get, like, we probably probably just use the light I have, like, this fucking light strip or whatever. But I want to get one of those mics, or I might have the right mic for the ASMR shit. And not, like, a person or anything. I just want to have, like different pipes that go up against the mic and just pull on them for a while and like all different sounds of water splashing against glass with like an LED light behind it just simple like not a person's face you'll probably see hands and maybe a beard or something and then we can loop it so people just like can like listen to it on YouTube like people that are just like that shit I don't even know maybe people will be like whoa but it'll also be function videos essentially of the pieces so we'll have like these looped function videos with just like a cool colored background and the special mics, so you really hear all the water popping and the glass and just all the weird sounds that these pipes make. And then maybe I can even like make like a group of like six different special pipes that are made just for the sounds. And then like have like mics at each one and be bouncing back and forth and make some weird trippy shit that one of my friends can edit into some weird trippy like glass and water splashing song. Got a lot of ideas, but not enough time. And honestly, not even good ideas, but they're ideas. So it's whatever. It's what I'm going to do. Woo. Okay. But these things shred. I think I need a less hot dab. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to actually taste the 710 Labs because that was kind of like disrespectful to the hash. I think I'm going to get the dab right a little closer. I think I'm going to say it was on me, just like everything. I just rather blame myself, you know, user error. I think I need to have it a little closer to the nail to get a more accurate reading. So I think when it said 570 and it was a little farther away, maybe it was more like 600. But maybe I'm thinking of that backwards. I'm too stoned to work it out in my mind right now. Um, but let's rewarm this up and take a lower temperature dab so I can enjoy the hash. And then we'll just fucking take a couple more rips on the bong. And yeah, that'll be our fucking podcast today. So stoked with all our new colors and to get into these 10 millimeter uh, mini honey jar recyclers. Oh, son of a bitch, I always do that with these fucking 710 jars. This is that extra fucking top on there. But yeah, I'm really uh, excited to make some of these and show the function and the size and 
I got an idea for like this RBR honey jar recycler hybrid piece that is also a remake of something I made in 2013 and sold at Sterling Stage. It was one of my first recyclers, but there was a component in the recycler that I called the chandelier perk. So I'm excited to um, also make hybrid versions of honey jar recyclers that are kind of like a mix with an RBR and uh, some unique uh, perks. So yeah, lots of fun stuff. Maybe I'll make like one of those. So we'll have like a group of honey jars, like with a like clear and colored ones. And then I can have one unicorn hybrid honey jar thing. I don't know. That's why I don't know when the drop's going to be, guys. So I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do some special shit. going to make it big. So hopefully there's plenty for everybody. And um, it doesn't sell it so quick. Um... Not, not that I assume it would sell out regardless. I'm not trying to say like, it's going to sell out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to think of ways to increase the chances. I'm like, well, it's maybe more volume and variety have different things like flower tubes or flower pieces and like, like honey jars or like hybrid versions of things like variety will split the collectors and then give maybe people more opportunity that know exactly what they want. Like the people that are like, I want a clear micro RBR. 10 mil so maybe they'll give them a higher chance of getting that because the people that are more interested in different things will go for those other pieces on the website i don't know guys i'm just trying shit while also trying to keep pushing myself and learning new things and playing around with my designs because the best is yet to come and that's how i have to think that's why i'm so excited every morning when i got get out here let's bring it right back to that is that I think maybe it's because I think the best is yet to come. I'm so obsessed and loving it, and it's the escape from reality. And it's like I know I can see the physical like value of what I'm doing and what I'm building. It's like the greatest video game I've ever played. I just like, and I just like focus and just do it and just listen to fucking good podcasts and smoke weed and just make glass design things draw it out on the whiteboard or in my notebook and so i'll be like blowing glass and then i'll go over to the table and i'll like take a hit on the bowl and then like i'll have my notebook and i'll like be like working on a piece that i've been drawing for like months and i like, keep adding to i'll be like oh we could do this right here and then back to the torch and i'm just bouncing from all these different stations in the studio just like in my battle station this is like my like my work dungeon fucking thing i made i don't even know dude dungeon's not the right word i don't know why i said that but it is what it is um but it's just this, I use every part of this studio and I'm constantly trying to push myself, not just with like making things, but new ideas and things that like, I'm careful now. I used to post like crazy shit, like all the time, different stuff. Nowadays I'm like, oh, if I post it, then like I kind of have to make it unless it's just this obnoxious, huge piece. Like I've had a lot of people reach out about that crunk, like that purple piece I did. And they want to see like those in clear and stuff. I'm like, dude, that would be like such an expensive clear piece. But I don't know. I guess if if you make it and someone wants it, then then that's what it is, you know. All right. I think I missed my dad though. But what can you do? I talked a bunch more. Did that. Oh no, we didn't miss it. I think we're perfect. I think we're right on time. Oh, yes. That's perfect. Can I tell? That one's better.
Watch the mic there. That was really tasty. Really smooth. Whoa. Whoa. That's good. That's good hash. Oof. Oof. Whoa. That just like, creeps up on you. Get away from me. Then we're going to have a new um, disclaimer thing at the beginning of these uh, podcasts where I'm like, oh, this video is just like, uh, you know, it's just a character piece or whatever people call it. And I'm not actually inhaling any of this and none of this is weed. This is all just water and like uh, food color honey or something. I'll make up some source and like, you know, or like that maybe tobacco stuff. No, it can't be anything drug related. And I'll be like, this is just like, you know, an art piece. None of this is real. But all the people that actually follow me will know it's real. But if like YouTube, when we start trying to do real numbers and not like try to really push the podcast more now, because I am trying to do things in the background where I can really push this thing and do better. Um, hopefully today's episode doesn't reflect the opposite of that. But what can you do? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, maybe I'll do that just so that like, you know, or new people, or like, if someone that's like anti moon marijuana, I almost called it moonawana. Did you guys ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force back in the day? There was like these little alien guys that came down. They called it moonawana. It was cool. I think that was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I could be mixing up a couple different Adult Swim shows. I'm not sure, but yeah, you got to find a way to present this that's not like, uh, you know. I see people shit getting shut down, and I'm like, oh, if we actually someday do real numbers, are we immediately just going to get shut down because I'm uh, pretending to smoke uh, legal cannabis, you know? We'll just start now. I said pretending. That's what we do on Twitch. When I'm on Twitch and someone jumps in there, they're like, is that drugs? I'm like, no, nah, dude. Like, not at all. I'm like, I'm not inhaling any of this. This is all just to look cool on the internet. Just trying to make friends and impress people, bro. But it's fake, though. I don't inhale. I'm, I don't do drugs. And then I just then take a huge dab after that and cough my brains out. And he's like, you definitely inhaled. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just pretending, dude. I look, see how real that looked? It looked so real. Like, you know, just pretend I'm not doing it. Just just deny it. That's how crazy of a world we live in is you can do that and it might work. Or it might not. Or you just look like an idiot. Either way, I live in my garage, basically. I look like an idiot all the time. So what can you do? You just got to own it. Well, today's episode was really something. Wasn't much about glass, but we sure used some. Next week, we'll definitely be about glass because I'll have some new pieces we can smoke on and show off um, for the next Sunday sale and some prototype stuff. Definitely some new bubblers next week. Um, I'm just kind of like in a transition week right now where I'm in the middle of shipping stuff and I just don't have anything like new made right now besides one of the new 10 mil mini double diffused. So. Really appreciate all you folks that watch uh, the uh, What's Bear Buddy podcast. Sorry, this is a shorter episode, um, but I'm super stoned and I have to go make some lunch and get to work because we have a lot of shit to do so we can next week have some dope glass and start showing off these new honey jars and getting people excited for the really big Sunday sale here at the end of August. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. That way you guys get email notifications about the Sunday sales and, uh, 
I think I'll have another giveaway coming up, but I want to give away like a flower piece. So I'll probably be giving something away in the next like seven to eight days. Uh, just be on the lookout. Make sure you have your post notifications on on my Instagram at they did it. That way you guys can see when I do these giveaways there as well. Cause I do them pretty frequently. I do them usually like once every like month or so. And if I don't do it once a month, I'll do like two or three giveaways in one month. It's, it's kind of like sporadic. It really depends on what type of mood I'm in. Um, but thank you again, everybody. And I uh, hope you guys have an awesome day. This is episode 69. Dope. Holy shit. Almost level 70. Next episode. Level 70. That used to be such a big deal when I played WoW back during Burning Crusade. So hard. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs>